Presented by the United States Sentencing Commission, this is Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast for federal sentencing practitioners covering topics of interest. Here are your hosts, Krista Rubin and Rachel Pierce. Hello, and welcome to Sentencing Practice Talk, another episode. Actually, this is going to be a series of episodes. Um, on a particular topic as we've done in the past. This one is 5G 1.3. I'm Rachel Pierce and I'm joined today by my colleague Krista Rubin who I'm very happy to be back with. Yes, me too. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, So we're going to spend, you know, the next three episodes talking about what is 5G 1.3, how does it work, uh, because each, obviously, each section means something different and has has a different application. Um, and then some of the pitfalls that come up mm-hmm. in the application of 5G 1.3, uh, some of the issues not only with guideline application, but what the courts need to do as far as the judgment and commitment is concerned. Right. Issues that come up with the Bureau of Prisons, all of that stuff is, is what we're planning on covering in this three-part series. So this first part uh, is going to focus on sort of just the overview of 5G 1.3. Exactly. Um, Chapter 5 in general, as I, as I know all of you or many of you listening know, is the chapter of the guideline manual that guides the court when it comes to de- determining the final sentence. Absolutely. So, you know, you do your calculations for your offense level, your criminal history category. You get to Chapter 5, and that's where you sort of put it all together. And Chapter 5 covers a lot of aspects of sentencing, including um, conditions for probation or, or supervised release, um, what kinds of sentences you can impose and how you impose them, whether it be imprisonment or a split sentence. Um, it also covers things like restitution and forfeiture and, and fines and things like that. Um, so five, chapter 5, part G, that is, it really focuses on uh, implementing the total sentence of imprisonment. Exactly. And, and what that's talking about is, for example, when you have um, a single count of conviction, how you impose mm-hmm. sentence. Right. When you have multiple counts of conviction, how you can impose sentence. Right. And then um, the big part, which we're going to talk about today, is um, 5G 1.3, mm-hmm. which deals with a very specific issue about a defendant who is serving an undischarged term of imprisonment or who is anticipating a state term of imprisonment. That's really what this particular guideline focuses on. Right. And so it's broken down into different sections. And I mentioned that, you know, each section has its own specific meaning. Um, So Section A deals with if the instant offensive conviction is committed while the defendant's in prison, and what do you do if that's the set of facts? Mm -hmm. Um, Section B deals with the instant offense being relevant conduct. to the prior undischarged term of imprisonment or vice versa, however you wanna, how do you, you wanna speak about that. Um, and then C and D, Krista, deal with what? Well, C is when the defendant has, is, is being sentenced, obviously, in, in federal court mm-hmm. right now, but there is a state term of imprisonment that is anticipated that he's going to serve. And this is relatively new, right? The this yes. anticipated term of imprisonment? Yes, it okay. was, it, it, Really, we added it to the manual to address a particular Supreme Court case. Right. So we'll right. talk and about we'll that. We'll get to that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then Part D is sort of the catch all. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned Part A is the instant offense was committed while he was in prison. Part B is the instant federal offense is relevant conduct to the undischarged term, the term he's currently serving. Part C is the anticipated state term. And then Part D is sort of like, 
everything else, right. where we have this undischarged term of imprisonment, but it doesn't meet the other three criteria. Right. So the, the, the other thing I want to point out here is that not only do these different sections deal with these different types of scenarios that the court is faced with, uh, but also provides guidance on how to run those sentences, whether it's concurrent, consecutive, partially concurrent. That's exactly right. Right. Uh, so I think that's a pretty good overview. I don't know if there's anything else you want to add. Um, I don't think so. I'm ready to get into the details. All right. Sounds good to me. This wraps up our episode of Sentencing Practice Talk, today brought to you by the United States Sentencing Commission. Thanks so much for listening, and be sure to check back often for new topics. Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast on federal sentencing issues. Please be advised that information provided by the Commission staff is offered to assist in understanding and applying the sentencing guidelines. The information does not necessarily represent the official position of the Commission, should not be considered definitive, and is not binding upon the Commission, the Court, or the parties in any case.